0: Secretary Brink- Blinken laid out many of the areas of concern. Secretary Blinken, Secretary Blinken, Secretary Blinken, from economic and military coercion to assaults on basic values that we'll discuss with you today uh, and in the, hour, in the days ahead. The alternative to a rules-based order is a world in which might makes right and winners take all, and that would be a far more violent and unstable world for all of us. We'll also discuss our deep concerns with actions by China, including in Xinjiang, Hong Kong, Taiwan, cyber attacks on the United States, economic coercion toward our allies. Each of these actions threaten the rules-based order that maintains global stability. That's why they're not merely internal matters and why we feel an obligation uh, to raise these issues uh, here today.
1: Secretary Blinken and uh... Mr. Sullivan, China's per capita GDP is only one-sixth of that of the United States, but we have managed to end absolute poverty for all people in China. The Chinese people are closely rallying around the Communist Party of China. Our values are the same as the common values of humanity. Those are peace, development, fairness, justice, Freedom and democracy. We do not believe in invading through the use of force or to topple other regimes through various means or to massacre the people of other countries because all of those would only cause turmoil and instability in this world. On human rights, we hope that the United States will do better on human rights. China has made steady progress in human rights. And the fact is that there are many problems within the United States regarding human rights, which is admitted by the US itself as well. The United States has also said that countries can't rely on force in today's world to resolve the challenges we face. And it is a failure to use various means to topple the so-called authoritarian states. And the challenges facing the United States in human rights are deep-seated. They did not just emerge over the past four years, such as Black Lives Matter. It did not come up only recently. So we do hope that, for our two countries, it's important that we manage our respective affairs well instead of deflecting the blame on somebody else in this world.
2: Oh,
1: because Mr. Secretary and NSA Sullivan, you have delivered some quite different opening remarks, mine would be slightly different as well.
3: Alright, we're going now? Yes, now we're cool. going. Yeah. So you can yeah, we'll we'll just move on from the previous conversation that's not fit for
4: <laughs> too hot. Are too Even hot for to drop. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yes, the, that one is going right into the vault. <laughs> lost tapes (laughs) no one will ever hear the spicy
4: conversation did you see on Facebook I posted about how like every time I post now I get a warning from the mods Did did I show you this no it's just interesting like because since I did this post it stopped happening Weird. So
3: you get this message that's, like, post submitted, your post has been submitted, and is pending approval by an admin or moderator. Is that just when you post about episodes, or whenever you post anything?
4: Anything I post. This one, because, like, I take a screenshot every time it happens. So this was one that was about immigrant shit, which is a lot of them, just because I post so much uh, for, like, my own record keeping. But this one's about a Cuomo article. Uh, This one is, like, another ACLU immigration one. Uh, This is Biden and Harris kind of thing. Here's a, like, Russia one. But since I posted this and I was like, has this happened to anyone? Someone commented and uh, was like, I've seen this in groups, but never when you're just posting statuses. And I, yeah, I, like, had a little conversation with people about it. um, And now it never happens to me anymore. I post, like, (laughs) the same kind of shit. And uh, it hasn't happened since. Weird. Yeah. So... If the people keeping tabs on me in that way are able to find the episode someday.
3: Yeah, Yeah, that's a weird new, like, uh, it it must be because of, yeah,
4: of all your posts about, like, yeah. And and because I have no profile picture, you know? Like, I get that the algorithm treats me in a different (laughs) way because, like, I used to have an anti-Facebook thing and I had no prof pic and also I didn't post at all. And now I have no prof pic and I post a bunch and, like... Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's something Yeah, that's a really alpha
2: move Not having a profile. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thank you uh, I remember when I did it One of my friend's parents I was, you know, still in my teens uh, She was like, Dan, I saw you did that I get it <laughs> No profile picture yeah. And I was like, okay
3: <laughs> Yeah, what should we
4: talk about? What's going on? What's happening? Um, we could talk about the, the STEMI yeah, sti- uh, Did you get yours already?
3: No. No. It's going to take me forever to get mine. It'll, it, I've gotten the last ones, but it's just taken forever. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It just always does. Uh, well, Peter and I are recording, we have to say, live from Anchorage, Alaska. We're at the China-U.S. <laughs> summit. <laughs> Sir Anthony Blinken has just... Uh,
0: uh, Is this by. happening?
4: Is this real? Today, yeah. What's going on? They're meeting in Alaska? In Anchorage, Alaska. It's Is that like a COVID the thing? The frosty meeting, they're calling it. <laughs>
1: That
4: sucks. So much. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yes, uh, Anthony Blinken and some schmuck uh, on the US side, who like is an evil name that people know, is meeting this is these so two weird. heroes of the revolution.
3: <laughs> who are they meeting?
4: Uh, in Anchorage in Alaska. Do you know on the China side who they're meeting? Oh, who they're meeting. Um it is yeah, one Yang Jiechi.
1: Many people within the United States actually have little confidence in the democracy of the United States, and they have various views regarding the government of the United States. In China, according to opinion polls, the leaders of China have the wide support of the Chinese people. So, no attempt to... the opinion polls conducted in the United States show that the leaders of China have the support of the Chinese people.
4: Who is, yeah, the uh, the director of the, I think it's the Central <coughs> Foreign Affairs Commission, uh, which is, you know, an important organ of the Chinese government. And uh, also uh, Wang Yi, who is the foreign minister, which is like people think of as like their uh, head of state or whatever equivalent. Hmm. Um, but... Uh, yeah, like no one knows, <laughs> like, like Americans don't know. And so, uh, yeah, uh, Yang Jiechi like, was ambassador uh, for, he. I mean, he was the foreign minister for many years um, and has met all these great people. Uh, and um, he served it as like an interpreter first at the embassy in the U.S. in 2001 to 2005. And this guy... Uh, you know, is, like, an incredibly powerful person in China now and has had this huge influence on their foreign policy in particular. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're, like, doing this meeting. It's very exciting. Wow. Who knows? And they the U.S., like, sanctioned a bunch of Chinese people ahead of it just to, like, show them who's boss. Um, and it's just this like, stuff what's going to happen? Yeah.
3: This stuff with China is really freaky.
4: Yeah. We've been texting a lot about that. Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, even before, we should say, like, uh, was it yesterday or – was, was it i know I, th- I thought it
4: was the 16th two days ago uh, tuesday you're probably right um was the the georgia massacre
3: yeah this we're recording uh just a few days after this like yeah this horrible shooting of yeah of like asian sex workers in georgia yeah
4: these asian horrifying women workers uh just yeah uh eight people dead uh they're still saying i think more people were injured but yeah unbelievable
3: uh yeah horrifying uh and even before this happened i wanted to talk about this week uh, obviously there we've been seeing stories about like this dramatic rise in like hate crimes against uh like east asian people yeah and related to that this like drum for war with china that i feel has really ramped up in a dramatic way in even the last couple of weeks yeah. like obviously since since the pandemic has started and going back (laughs) i mean obviously uh hundreds of years right (laughs) Right, yes but uh but i mean obviously there's a long history of uh of the united states like vilifying asian people um and then more recently than that vilifying china uh but it has it's it's gotten really alarming, yes. I feel like, and like really since Biden came in, and I feel like this is going to be a defining feature of the Biden administration, the Biden years. It's, it's so hard for me to imagine. I can't imagine actually a war with China happening. Yeah. It's so hard to imagine. And I feel like nobody at this point is really serious about it. Even the people who are like, even, you know, dipshits like Matt Stoller or, or whatever, who are calling the Chinese government like the Nazis or yeah. whatever. But it's everyone. It's on all sides of the aisle. It's it's Democrats and Republicans. It's Trump people. I don't think any of them actually want a war with China. Um, I mean,
4: like you and yeah. I, they can't imagine a war with China.
3: Yeah, but it's very scary. And it feels like the run up to the war in Iraq. This, this gets totally memory hold. But during the run up to the war in Iraq, the media was essentially accusing Saddam Hussein of genocide. Yes. Like that has gotten totally forgotten. Yeah. Uh, Like, like we, like more people remember, obviously like the phony WMD thing. Right. But they, they were also talking about in the first Gulf war, they were, they were talking about genocide and they were doing it in the, in the lead up to the Iraq war as well.
4: Yeah. Um, When the U.S. used uh, weapons of mass destruction on Saddam Hussein's army and other people in the first Gulf War, they said he was gassing his own people.
3: Yeah. And, you know, all of that stuff, not that Saddam Hussein was a good guy. (laughs) Obviously. We're not that based, unfortunately. Like, come on. (laughs) Um, But, but, I mean, but it's, but again, it's, it's how propaganda works. It's not even about Saddam Hussein. It's about justifying. Uh, an invasion, and this stuff, I mean...
4: And this is how yeah. they're talking about it too. I listened to. I wanted to talk to you about this. Yeah. Uh, this. Do you remember the Skull Duggery podcast? Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Uh famously, <laughs> Matt Chrisman and uh, Virgil Texas went into the lion's den and yeah. based down David Itzikoff, <laughs> and I don't remember the other. Guy yeah, it's name. like
3: some I don't know. It it's these two like yeah like Beltway like dipshits who have some stupid podcast that's probably like. Uh, ranked just above ours
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: on the iTunes chart. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. The only notable thing about them is that two of the Chapo guys went on there once. Yes. Uh, yeah. What are they saying?
4: So I listen. So this is one of the most fucked up things about the uh, the massacre in Georgia. And it, like, it, obviously, everyone relates to it so differently. It's so personal when these shootings happen. But, uh, yeah, the the fucked up thing for me has been, like, that I experience that I don't feel like anyone is talking about is uh, I go to, like, every liberal podcast or every liberal, like, magazine or newspaper in the last three weeks, and they've all had a The Chinese Problem episode or article or, like, whatever it is. Like, there's a campaign going on in the media right now. And, like, just look at, like, that's why Matt Stoller had to delete that tweet. was, like, that's just normal now, and people were doing that the last couple of weeks in particular viciously. And, uh, like, a a bunch of people died, and, like, there's going to be more stuff like that. Uh, but they can't even stop for a day. So yeah, I listened to the Skullduggery podcast on this to like get what the liberal take on China is before they can walk it back and say, and of course we shouldn't massacre the Asians here, just there. But they had this guy on, Josh Rogan, do you know this name? Uh, no. He's like Judith Miller. He's another like CIA uh, like funneling machine. And he's written on Syria a bunch, Like, uh, but he's kind of been second tier from what I understand. And he apparently just wrote this book called Chaos Under Heaven that is about the Chinese problem. And uh, like his, he talks, uh, it, it, the whole episode is fascinating, but he says in it, you know, his crimes against, like Xi's crimes against his own people are bad enough. Uh, but that's not really our concern. We we have to be worried about uh, the threat they face, the, the threat they pose to the entire world, you know, and to us in it.
5: But I think what we have to focus on, although we want china to stop committing atrocities against its own people inside its borders what we have to focus on is where china's actions and the chinese communist party's actions affect our lives and impact our security
4: and this is how it's always framed in the lead up to a war is like yeah they are also a tyrant and a pervert and uh, those are evil people yeah uh, that we're going to face but um yeah, yeah it's just the problem I, yeah is- it's
3: like dehumanizing chinese people uh, it's just so disgusting and yeah, and obviously it's a huge threat for Asian Americans and okay. and Asian people living in the United States. Of just like, I mean, it's the same thing has happened in the Iraq War, uh, where like you know, people who. ...appeared to be Muslim were targeted by just, like, random shitheads.
4: Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, and it became, like, hell to live in the U.S. if you were Muslim. Yeah. Uh, the I mean, it is. Yeah, and it and it's going to be the same thing, too,
3: with the, like, surveillance of mosques.
4: Yes. Ab- and stuff. It already is. It already
3: is. I was listening to some random shit. I don't even know, but it was some, like... MSNBC, your CNN clip with, like, a State Department person. No, you know what I think it was? I think it was, like, Joe Rogan. Mm. And he had, like, a CIA guy on Joe yes! Rogan. Yes,
4: an who's, operator. Like,
3: who's, like, probably writing a book about, like, you know, the CIA survival guy or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. But he was talking about how, like, um, the Chinese government, like, targets Chinese Americans to, like, become spies. Right. So, like, if you're, you know, a Chinese American guy who, like, goes to an elite school uh and is like whatever yeah majoring in whatever in physics or like uh poli sci or whatever and they'll like kind of they'll tap you this is what he was saying right they'll exactly, like tap yeah. you and see if you can you know they can maybe like just you know use you as a lead or whatever uh for their and and, and just like and that is that is going to be the justification for like a, an equivalent kind of surveillance against uh east asian americans that happens to uh Arab Americans, of in course, the lead up to the Iraq War, yeah. and and to this day, yes, yeah.
4: Um, and this guy on this, uh, uh, Josh Rogan said this too. That he, I'll clip it into the show because it's like chilling to hear. He talks about the infiltration and david itzkoff is like uh, urging him on he's like you talk about the infiltrate the chinese infiltration of american society and he taught he says like yeah i mean it, on so many levels uh, academic infiltration uh intelligence infiltration you know technical like a uh, economic intel- infiltration
5: let's explore this a little bit because i think often americans have a hard time understanding it's sort of where you where you began but have a hard time understanding how china's Rise and its very kind of aggressive moves on the world stage affects them personally. You know, when when they hear about you know their maritime claims in the in the South China Sea or you know predatory economic behavior, currency manipulation, whatever, it seems very distant or abstract. So right. you you talk about how the, the the Chinese Communist Party has kind of infiltrated all of these different aspects That's of right. American life. That's you right. Know, you mentioned it. Tech, uh, Wall Street, Wall academia, Street, um, Hollywood. The media, you know, media.
4: Yeah. So, so. This language is so uh, creepy and familiar. And, you know, like, I think you can compare it to a lot of things. Like, the, this is a variation on stuff that happened in the lead up to the war on Iraq. And, uh, you know, of course, for the war on Afghanistan already. Uh, it's also something, you know, it's like easy to say everything is Hitler, but, like, uh, I know. Uh, uh, The Radio Warner people, um, John Doylan said, uh, like, I, I know that's trite, but, like, it kind of does sound like the way they describe, like, how it was to be a Jew in just the lead up to the Nazi period. Yeah like just the way people talk about Asian people in this country and that has like been normal for a long time. And, uh, you know, uh, normal that like it's, it's frequent, it happens a lot. And everyone kind of like knows about it. It has this like special relationship. They like, uh, these guys are obsessed with like the money problem,
5: Chinese money. What they're doing is they're co-opting American elites and co-opting American institutions in order to disable the sort of antibodies in a healthy democracy.
4: They, they say Steve Bannon is like a product of Chinese money, the like anti-Chinese dissident rapist billionaire whose yacht Steve Bannon was arrested on. They say that he is a secret Xi Jinping agent. That, like, he's actually a super spy. Uh, and the Republicans are, like, taken Wait, by the Chinese. Wait, who are they saying that
3: about? Who are they saying is a super
4: spy? You know this guy, Guo something? He's, like, Steve Bannon's patron for the war on China stuff. Oh, weird. Um, Yeah, but he's, like, he's been chased out of China because yeah, he's a criminal. Because this is, like, a, this is something that...
3: This is what really scares me about it because I think we basically we we've been saying and basically agree that like yeah the people who are pushing this don't actually want a, a hot war with China
4: yeah um, some of them do but they don't know what that means like Steve Bannon might yeah
3: yeah yeah you're right some of them some of them do I mean yeah we I mean and it's just so hard to like imagine the like depravity of these fucking people yeah but uh yes you're right so i mean yeah some of them want to like go out you know some of them are literally uh (laughs) the general from strange love like uh like riding the nuclear missile uh like some of these people just yeah are yeah
4: or the ones with the bunker ready
3: are totally just driven by like uh, yeah like are literally Thanos. Yes. <laughs> like are literally yeah, our like, demons uh, among like us. Thanatoptic drive and <laughs> the world. So yes, I don't want to minimize that. That that is part of it too. But for the most part, the people who are like the New York Times like pushing like this anti-China hysteria. Yeah. They don't really want a war. It's just in everyone's interest to do this because we need to justify I mean obviously because our our uh, mach- like our state machinery runs on needing an enemy um and like for the longest time it was the soviet union and then for a, for a while it was you know al qaeda and like islamic terrorism which was never really like a good fit to justify like the machinery of uh of the american like Imperial state and like China is much more like the Soviet union. And it kind of fits that familiar mode. Mm -hmm. Um, and like we could, they, you know, a lot of people are just dreaming of like a second cold war basically because of the that was the last time this country made sense to them.
4: Right. Yeah. And they think it'll be able, they'll be able to contain it on that level. Right. And also,
3: yes, if you study the history of the cold war, it's very compelling now to look back at the cold war and be like, that was a stable time. That was a time when things made sense um and things were actually basically safe because even though we had a stand up between these two world powers they were both like committed to to their own survival and things it was kind of steady yeah no but, wars in europe yeah right but uh in reality if you study the history of the cold war <laughs> there were a number of times where i mean okay for yes first of all like the like the vietnam war can only be understood in the context of the cold war so it was yeah, an of episode of like the Cold War was not a Cold War, really. Right. Millions of people died, like, yeah. including... Not like, even in yeah. Europe.
4: Like, in America, yeah. it was a little colder, I think. But, like, yeah, I mean, uh, the uh, the Gladio shit in Italy, just the chaos right. and the, like, terror that people got yeah. laid down on them.
3: And there were a number of very, very close near misses where yes. there could have been a full-on nuclear war yeah. between, like, it's it, it is... Just read some stories of, like... Uh, you know, Soviet like uh, like defense ministers and stuff. Who basically, uh, on some level, the only reason we didn't have a nuclear war is because like individuals on both sides were like, "I will not order this nuclear strike yeah. right now," even though like my commander is telling me to, or whatever. Yeah, uh, horrifying uh, to think about. It's just dangerous to like to, to saber saber rattle like this, and uh, it could it could so easily become a. Uh, you know, a tail wagging the dog situation where, like, uh, even if even if it's not what, what people want, they only want to saber rattle and they don't want a war. It can easily become a war very quickly.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, this guy who I talked about a little bit at the beginning... Um, uh Yang Jiechi is uh like became well known because he was here in 2001 months before 9/11 in April of 2001 apparently there was an air collision like near Taiwan between an American and uh, Chinese military aircraft something like that. And uh, it was, like, a diplomatic crisis, and he, like, went on TV, you know, to calm everybody down. And, like, the U.S. was bombing Chinese embassies uh, in Yugoslavia, you know? Like, th- there has been so much, uh, like, uh, yeah uh, of an effort to, like, uh, <laughs> catch them in something where they can, like, uh, treat China like any other country. But, like, thank God, so far, everyone has, like, kept their heads and, like, people, uh, yeah, are rational enough, but, like... I don't know, with Sleepy Joe in here, and this is what I want to say, like, uh, I I told you this, but I want to get it on the record. Like, I think that Joe Biden, before he's done being president, will claim that China made the coronavirus in a lab. I think they're headed that way. And, like, this is something that Josh Rogan talks about. He says, like, it probably was a lab leak, um, but we don't know yet. And, like, we'll figure out what the case was, you know? You know,
5: the Trump people (laughs) like... You know, looking at that, and they said, sort of like, oh, "Oh, this this is not good," but they didn't have any credibility either. So that's why the Biden administration has to, in my, in my view, has a responsibility to untangle this, and they've actually begun to do that. And the news that I broke uh, in the Washington Post was that. They looked over some of the claims that the Trump administration made about this lab, and they found that the facts that the Trump administration put forward are largely accurate. In fact, they didn't dispute any one of them. They didn't dispute the fact that there were a bunch of sick researchers in November 2019 with COVID-like symptoms at the Wuhan lab, or that the lab was doing secret work with the Chinese military, or that it was not disclosing some of its work on back-coronaviruses. And if you just think about those three facts, you're like, okay, well, now that's not the Trump administration's claims. That's just what u.s government believes
4: well isn't there um a lot of evidence that it was a lab leak i know and like it may have even come from the wuhan virology institute uh but it also may have been like planted by the u.s government there you know like the american government has so many connections to the wuhan lab and
3: i remember like a year ago at the start of this thing reading that who who i can't remember the journalist but like you showed me that, like, long yeah. article about uh, Fort Detrick and, like... Yeah, Wuhan Whitney Webb's thing. Yeah, like, Whitney Webb. Yeah,
4: who just got banned from Patreon. Wow. they That was so funny. They sent her an email saying, like, for spreading COVID misinformation, basically, uh, with these examples. And the area's left blank. For examples? Yeah. Yeah. Right, so they yeah they had no examples
3: of her uh, yeah. actually giving misinformation. Yeah, cause, I mean, wasn't part of that article about how, like like yes even if it came out of like a Wuhan uh like government biological weapons uh plant uh research facility like the Chinese Fort Dietrich basically. Yes. We're working with like the yeah, like the, that is the us. US, yeah. <laughs> uh like yeah, like the US military does biological weapons testing at like the Wuhan <laughs> biological
4: lab. Yes, exactly. And like the The kind of um this is this is the most fucked up thing is like they're bringing out this two, 2018 like state Department memo where people are warning about the work at the Wuhan lab. Uh, and this is like being trotted out now as evidence for China's responsibility for Covid. And they leave out the part that was, like, they were telling... The reason they were shown that work was because they were there to supervise an American partnership project. Like, they, they were reporting on, like, how reckless American policy was in biological weapons uh, experiments. Uh, the, like, growth of funk... are who talking was... About. Who, who was... There's this... There's these two, like, State Department cables from 2018. I can bring up an article if you're uh, interested, but... Sure. Um, the... Or, uh, yeah, you can yeah, just put it in,
3: like,
2: the I'll, I'll put it in the yeah. description.
4: But, uh, yeah, these, like, State Department um, cables demonstrate, like, lower down people in the State Department, you know, diplomats, uh, Americans, um, like, sending uh, cables to memoranda to their superiors saying, like, there's dangerous biological weapons research going on around bat viruses, bat coronaviruses in the Wuhan virology lab. And, like, th- this is a concern it could get out of hand. Um, And this is trotted out by like both the Steve Bannons and the liberal Steve Bannons, uh, like the, yeah, these uh, Josh Rogan types, whoever this like Joe Rogan uh, appearance was. And they're like, yeah, this is evidence that like China did COVID, like either accidentally or on purpose. But in fact, those State Department workers were there to observe an American lab partnership to conduct this gain of function research, which is what they were complaining about. Uh, gain of function where you like make the disease worse to see if you could solve it is what they say but like it's just biological weapons research like they're trying to see if they can do it and then make a bunch of it like that's all it is uh yeah so i mean it could be like a complete government op or it could be like a rogue faction of the cia or it could be nothing or it could be an accident that happened on the Chinese's time, totally uh, accidentally like that. Right, um, but like in the their same weapons,
3: way, in uh, like Fort Detrick, they like lose uh, all e. the time. E. Coli, uh, vials.
4: Constant, whatever,
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah, they, yeah, they like, the yeah. Greek
4: yogurt. Oops, Ebola. Yeah, right. They
3: like literally have one fridge in Fort Detrick uh, <laughs> where they keep their lunches and uh, uh, dangerous, uh, deadly w- viruses. Yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah. Um, I know yeah. they have all the the video of people leaving the door open to the, like, yeah. freezer or whatever. <laughs> so fucking funny. Uh, and the Chinese have to have a, I'm sure, also equally incompetent—well, I don't know. Yeah. No one could be worse than our government. But, uh, like, yeah, they're, they're militarists, like, uh, building a biological weapons program. Why— because the U.S. has one. You right. know, if they wanted to disarm and take this seriously, they could stop the next COVID. If that's what happened with COVID, which no one knows, obviously. Uh, but they're going to claim it was. Yeah. I think that's going to uh, be eventually the point.
3: Yeah. Jesus. Terrifying. Uh, something we were talking about a while ago, which is just like these weird... Uh, the the media uh, run up to the war. I just wanted to bring this up because I saw this recently. Yeah. Uh, are you aware of this YouTuber... Tom Nicholas
4: no I don't think so
3: he's like you know whatever he's 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 pretty good um I've only watched one or two of his videos but he's uh like you know ContraPoints or like uh Philosophy Tube or whatever he did this video that was about this other YouTube guy Johnny Harris do you know who this guy is that's what he looks like um, you might have seen him, like, on YouTube thumbnails before. Yes,
4: I have. I think so, I've seen yeah. him on TikTok, too. Yes.
3: So he's actually, he's more than just, like, a YouTube star. He he was a Vox video journalist. Okay. And he did this series, this video series for Vox called The Borders Series. It was, like, kind of a travel show that Vox did where he was, like, the intrepid, like, journalist traveling to, like, different countries and, like, telling doing stories about them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, and it like got nominated for a bunch of awards and stuff. It was like us it was one of the better known features. It was nominated for two Emmys, this this Vox series. Um at a certain point Vox discontinued it and he left Vox and now he's like a YouTube guy trying to do the same thing, like independently financing it on mm-hmm. YouTube and like i've seen some of, i saw a video he did about like interesting like you know crazy facts about like new york city geography or whatever like those are the kind of videos so on january 28th 2021 he did this video how china became so powerful holy
5: shit (laughs)
4: and them versus us is the thing on the video oh that's a uh oh, this is an, that's an ad so bad <laughs> that's a fascist ad
5: <laughs> yeah
3: uh, subliminal uh advertising <laughs> um and this video was done in partnership with the world economic forum oh my god and so this guy uh we're checking out this video it's like a half hour video this uh guy tom nicholas just like goes into it about uh it's it's called Johnny Harris, A Story of YouTube Propaganda. And it's just, like, about this partnership he has with World Economic Forum and how this freaky video came out. That's incredible. And then also how, like, he, like, plugs a book at the end, which is, like, written by the, like comms director of World Economic Forum and like he like cites like an article writ- who also written by that guy and like that article like has his video embedded in it and stuff just like this fucking weird like um uh sponsorship
2: yeah contents,
3: sponsored content for uh like how China became so powerful but it's like a half hour long uh let me see how long this video is no the 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 Whatever. takedown of it oh I see it was half an <laughs> hour I like that. We have to watch this so (laughs) bad first. The video he made is 16 minutes. And I I haven't watched it. But I watched the other guy talking about it. But it's just freaky. And then I looked this guy up and, I mean, whatever. He's just like... (laughs) <laughs> he re- recently released this video addressing your assumptions about us leaving the mormon church <laughs> so, i mean whatever he went to byu and like i guess at some point he left being mormon
4: gotcha that, um, doesn't,
3: that doesn't matter at all <laughs> i just saw, saw that and thought it was interesting but i mean it, but yeah the way that like these institutions like the world economic forum are and, and i mean it's not just them it's like it, i mean it's the same way that i saw this recently you know that Steve Donzinger guy, yes. the, the lawyer. I just saw him on Twitter posting about how one of the, like, board of directors of the New York Times is also on the board of directors for Chevron. Yes. And the New York Times has never reported on, on what's going on with Stephen Don- Donzinger. Right. This th- It's barely been reported on this lawyer in New York City who has been under house arrest without a trial for 500 days, basically because he uh won a lawsuit against chevron in ecuador and they have been going to war with him ever since in a really horrifying way and right they, they've totally captured the legal system yes. chevron has it's this massive corporation yeah the judge is yeah. like their personal lawyer yeah, the, or sometimes right or something like that it's yeah. like so the judge is on the payroll the private prosecutors going after yes. him are on their payroll yes. uh just a horrifying story of of just the corruption of our judicial system whenever you try to hold a powerful corporation responsible. And, like, surprise, the New York Times has not touched it, even though it's happening a couple blocks from them in Manhattan. Disgusting. Um, And and imagine if a story with that fact pattern was happening in China or Russia, yeah. right? Where uh, a, a lawyer was under house arrest without a trial for 500 days. Yeah,
4: even in, Myanmar. In I mean, like...
3: Yeah. A, I mean, first of all, that lawyer—if it was happening in China and it was against the Chinese government—that lawyer would like win the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, of
4: course. <laughs> um,
3: but yeah, because it's happening here, like nobody gives a shit. Uh, least of all the New York Times.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, and it's the same thing. I mean, it's yeah. just yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. Um, I uh, I wanted to talk to you about the Cuomo investigation being totally corrupted. Yeah. You know, the they hired not a, like, firm that specializes in sexual harassment. They hired a uh, white-collar defense law firm uh, to look into the Cuomo case for the impeachment inquiry. And the, like, main lawyer on it is uh, related to the judge who is like the husband of the judge who's a Cuomo ally or something like that. Yeah. It's like completely compromised already. And he's just not going to be impeached or he'll be impeached and he won't yeah. be uh, convicted.
3: No, he won't be. And right, the point of the investigation is just to like let it die down and let people forget about it. Yeah.
4: Like, yeah, like there was also
3: a story this week um, about how uh, like the FBI investigation into the Brett Kavanaugh Allegations at the time of the nomination. I didn't uh, see those. It just, like, there was no FBI investigation, <laughs> obviously. The least surprising thing ever. But just, like, there yeah. was some story that, like, substantiated, like, yeah, they just did not do an investigation Of course. <laughs> Kavanaugh. Of course.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah, what does it mean to say we're going to have an investigation? Like, we've done the investigation. Like, yeah. Cuomo's a rapist, asshole, murderer. Like, everyone knows it. An investigation isn't, like...
3: Yeah, I. Yeah, and it's what Biden Biden had to comment on it, yeah. and that's what he said. He was like, "Well, let's uh, let's wait until you know the investigation happens," which is obviously what Cu- what, Cuomo what Cuomo wants says. people to say. Yeah, yeah, that's his line. It's the new um, it's the new playbook. Yeah, I mean, everybody learned from Franken that you never resign. There's no reason to resign.
4: And who was the blackface governor?
3: <laughs> Ralph Northam. Ralph Northam. Yeah, this it's very much the Ralph Northam.
4: The post Northam world we're living. In. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Northam's there. I mean also, uh <laughs> Virginia Virginia has a weird thing where governors can't governors can only serve one term. Huh. So there's not an issue of like running for reelection election Yeah. Yeah.
4: And Cuomo would
3: win re election, right? Probably. Yeah, you'll we'll have to see what, what the environment is like. But I mean, yeah, I mean Yeah, Democrats want him to stay.
4: Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's that's one of the most fucked up things about the uh, China thing, uh, like, and the whole Biden era is just like I, I wanted to show you this uh, just about the like Chinese espionage trope. This is uh, Radio Free Europe tweeted this and deleted it after like a day, and yeah, the title is like Ukraine's Chinatowns, like the you know the spy centers in our midst or whatever, oh. and uh, it's like why is Radio Free Europe, which is CIA American state media. Yeah. Literally, yeah. Like, Literally, you know, like, American state media, the government runs them. Why is American state media uh, running these anti-Chinese spy Chinatown, I mean, eliminationist articles against Chinese people in a country they know they put fascists into power in? I mean, Joe Biden did that. Like, he knows these places like the back of his hand, you know, which is not very well at this point. Yeah. but. Uh, Like, if I I said when Biden came in, I thought, like, uh, Ukraine was a good, like, Belarus, any of East Europe could be something he goes to his big war for. Uh, Like, China could be the first one if he's, like, really going for it. Um, Yeah, but people people cannot conceive, like, how much worse it can get. Uh, For Asian people here, just for example, like, um, yeah, I mean, I know people whose families are starting to leave because of this. And, like, people who have... Uh, you yeah, have been called, uh, I have a, uh acquaintance who uh, was called commie scum in New York. And, like, yeah. uh yeah. yeah. uh But that's liberals. Like, liberals are doing this. The Moynihan daughter is a Democrat, right? Like, maybe not anymore. Maybe she's... Yeah. Like, no, I'm
3: sure she is. Yeah. I mean, she lives in New York City. Yeah, that thing of <laughs> Daniel Patrick Moynihan's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it was, like like verb I don't even know like verbally assaulting uh, Asian people in yeah. their neighborhood like I don't even know the fucking story but it's yeah so weird Yeah
4: she like shouted go back to communist China you bitch Yeah and Oh god then like they they confronted her in the cab and the cabbie is like get out of my cab get out of my cab and she's she you can hear her say I'll pay you double I'll pay you. Oh my god Go well, fuck you, Did You just say well, go back to
2: China bitch deal. Is that what you said? You're assaulting me Is that what you said? You're assaulting me I'm not You're touching you. Me. I'm You're not assaulting you. me. You're assaulting no. me. No, You're, assaulting, you. me. No, You're you. assaulting me. You're no, assaulting me. You're assaulting me. No man. Are, yeah, don't, be me. Don't, don't be saying don't say that shit. Don't be saying that shit. You're assaulting me. You leave me alone. I touching you. Well, you are. You're preventing me from getting in my car. She said. Leave me alone. She said,
5: "Go back to fucking China, bitch." Leave
2: me alone. So fuck you. Leave me alone. Yeah,
0: fucking dumb shit. <laughs> Get her information! Get her, Get her fucking care. information!
2: Like, oh, I I well, Say that waste of shit again! He's like, Communist China? Well, isn't that where you're from? No, it's not, motherfucker! Where are you from? I'm from the US! Well, where are you. Okay, look, I don't want to talk about this anymore, okay? Yeah, no you're shit, you're on camera! Go on from the communist it up. Go! Leave me alone! Nobody okay? fucking wants you! Oh, you're gonna cover your face now, yeah. you're ashamed! No, no, you're insane! Because ashamed. you're the type of oh, asshole... A of can you to get into play into play the on, move it up! Uh, I mean, fucking dumb
0: shit. See. see where she lives! See where she
4: lives! And, uh, yeah, they're like, what did you say? And, you know, did you say go back to Communist China, you bitch? And she goes, oh, is that not where you're from? And he goes, I'm from the United States. And she goes, oh, but I mean... I'm not going to do this. And then starts to like cover her face in the camera. Like it's, oh it's so disturbing to watch, but uh, yeah, I know people who aren't comfortable going outside without their like tall white boyfriend now. Like, it, yeah, it's, uh, people have been, uh, like verbally and physically assaulted on the streets of just New York. Yeah. And, yeah. Like that's Democrats. Like some of them are not, some of them are apolitical or like Republicans are doing, yeah. obviously Republicans are yeah, also of doing course. This. but like, uh, you know, If Joe Biden is going to like deport thousands of Vietnamese people, like what's he going to do to everyone else? You know, like these people are out of control and like are, you know, yeah, not aware of their faculties. Did you see the thing where um, Putin said they asked him like Biden called you a killer? What do you have to say to that? And he said, "Uh, you know, like I I think, you know, we can all speak for our own record, um, but I just wish him good health. I hope Wait, he stays, who said that? I hope he stays healthy. Uh, uh, Vladimir Putin
5: said, said this about, about Biden. Biden.
4: Oh, because, well, Biden was saying
3: that they had a like, one-on-one meeting or, or a phone call or oh, something. really? And he told Putin that he has no soul.
4: Oh, my God!
3: And according to Biden, Putin responded, we understand each other.
5: So you know Vladimir Putin. You think he's a killer? Mm-hmm. I do. So what price must he pay?
0: The price he's gonna pay, well, you'll see shortly. I'm not gonna, there's, by the way, we ought to be able, that old, that trite expression, walk and chew gum at the same time. You said you know he doesn't have a soul. Well, I did say that to him, yes. And to, and his response was, we understand one another. I wouldn't being a wise guy. I was alone with him in his office. That's how it came about. It was when President Bush had said, I've looked in his eyes and saw a soul. I said, look in your eyes, and I don't think you have a soul. And looked back at me said, we understand each other. That's
4: so fucking funny.
3: Yeah. And, it's, of course, it was referencing uh, what George what Bush What George said, Bush famously said. I looked into Putin's soul. Yes. But, but according to Biden, Biden told Putin, you have no soul. What a maniac. I know. Yeah. How could anybody possibly think anything besides, we are the bad guys? Obviously, we are the evil empire. Yeah. I mean, it's so fucking disgusting. And, like, yes, everything that we say about China, like, like... Everything that like all this propaganda against China. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the reality is that China has lifted more people out of poverty than any country in the history of the world. <laughs> I mean, really, the like the miracle of our time. Yes. Uh, and and whatever you think of, and then you see articles in like the New York Times that's like, well, sure, China lifted more people than any any anybody in in world history out of poverty. But like they're it's actually bad that they're doing that because they're just cementing their power or they just want people to like them. Yeah is how fucked up we are in this country and how how unfree we are in this country that we have actually been led to believe that if the government does things for you, like lifts you out of poverty, that's actually a bad thing. And you're actually less free because when the government interferes, that means you're not free. So even if the government's interfering to give you healthcare and housing and lift you out of poverty, that's bad. And actually we're free in this country because we die in our cars, uh, you know, not being able to afford the medicine need that's freedom and what china has is slavery uh and and it's so fucking twisted yeah and most people believe that most people basically accept that premise that we have a thing called freedom and china doesn't
4: yeah that's liberalism um
3: and 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 in fact the opposite is true people in china are much freer than we are yeah and just as a human i don't understand don't you you have any
4: honor (laughs) yeah
3: and also like like what? You, like where is your humanity? If you can, un, if you, if you can hear that China has has lifted more people out of poverty than any country uh, in world history. That that the story of our lives, along with like climate change, the story of our lives is is this huge transformation that has happened in China, uh, which is like a fifth of the world, by the way. Right. Like that's part of the reason why. Uh, and this is, this is, it, it's such a huge thing. It's because like one fifth of the world is China right. actually, or like one eighth, whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah. When they say yeah. like
4: uh, a fifth of the world has been raised out of poverty since yeah. the 1800s, it's like, right. oh, China, it's, ju- it's <laughs> China. <laughs> Chinese people. You. Mean? It is
3: essentially just
4: China. Yes. And now they're, they're, uh, they are t-
3: taking the things they've learned about lifting huge numbers of people out of poverty and bringing it to Africa. Yes. And we're yes. <laughs> like, and we're like, well, now we need to nuke them because yes. this is imperialism. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Bill
4: Maher said they bought Africa. Yeah. Oh my God. Bill Maher said China. He said um, uh, Americans have to stop being a silly people. You know. And, I saw this. Yeah. yeah and terribly. he says China is serious as a prison fight. Yeah. I mean, right before the. Shooting, I mean, they these are ser- they
3: are serious. They are morally serious. Yes. Like like they are. Uh, and, and just as as a human being, I, that like you can't see the significance of that, and like like this this world historical like miracle that has taken place which is like which is the chinese communist party like (laughs) yes frankly yeah um and just people don't give a shit about that and would rather see them back in poverty and see them like destroyed by war for some notion of like american like hegemony or dominance that does not even like benefit them for the most part yeah like not i mean not you know People who work for the New York Times or the government who are pushing this line, but like regular people who like want a war with China now or hate Chinese people now, are they're so fucking brainwashed and twisted. And this there's this screen grab going around Twitter that I sent you because uh, it's so great. I don't know who it is. It's somebody uh, in China it's some chinese official and it's just like all i know is the decontextualized screen grab but she's just saying uh those who should be liberated and rescued are the u.s people yes which is like yes just basically just on its face true yes
4: (laughs) um i think i know this woman yeah Um,
3: i saw some people sharing it and and saying who it was i didn't i didn't remember yeah
4: i think it's um hua chun ying this woman i follow her
0: oh cool That was repeated by Ministry of Foreign Affairs spokeswoman Han Chunying, who singled out Secretary of State Mike Pompeo.
1: Pompeo said that he wanted to free the people of Hong Kong from oppression. He should open his eyes and look at the people in China and Hong Kong today. We are living a good life. It is the American people who should be liberated and rescued.
4: Uh, China government official on Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) Does it say... uh... I, don't know. I just saw her
3: bio quickly. Does that she doesn't mean she has a MFA. <laughs>
4: Does she? <laughs> what is that? That must mean something else. MFA PRC. I'm guessing it's something else. <laughs>
3: Minister of Foreign Affairs. Yeah, or exactly. <laughs> yes, not, she's, <laughs> not the, <laughs> she's not the guy in your MFA. <laughs> uh, uh,
4: redoing uh Midsomar, but it's Wolf Warriors. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, and she's right, she's right, like, we need to, and it's too bad, um, there's this incredible clip of Xi Jinping, where he says, uh, it's, like, early, it's, like, I think before he was the president, um, he, it's, like, 2011 or something, and he says to some reporter, you know, China doesn't export revolution, one, and it doesn't interfere in anyone's affairs, two, and three, we mind our own business. You know, he says like the same thing three times and he's like, so what's your problem with us?
0: Yeah. She represented China far and wide and was an enigma, though no stranger to Washington. He put foreign policy watchers on notice as early as 2009 in Mexico. He made clear that his reputation for rectitude and consideration for reform didn't make him an apologist for Chinese power. He said there are some bored foreigners with full stomachs who have nothing better to do than to try to point fingers at our country. China. Doesn't export revolution. Doesn't export hunger and poverty. Doesn't come and cause you any headaches. Just what else do you want? Well,
3: right. That's I mean, yes. China doesn't want this conflict. China also doesn't want to be a world superpower. Right. It, it, what it wants is to be like a regional superpower, which is right. Uh, uh, which is like reasonable. And and why would like why would it make sense that a country halfway across the world, the United States, should have any say in that?
4: Yeah. Um, I mean, when they yeah. talk about like the dis- when they're oppressing their own people or their neighbors, even worse is like their neighbors, the fascist U.S. colonial states that are on their yeah. border. Uh, but when they say like their disputes in the Ch- South China Sea are bad enough, and it's like the what sea? Yeah, <laughs> the what? Did you say where was that? I mean, yeah. yeah, like
3: I know it's so disgusting. Yeah, yeah, and also like you see versions of this all the time too. That like yeah, China's like new imperialism. It's the like. It's the Bill Maher thing of they bought Africa. It's like China is like doing imperialism 2.0 or whatever. Right. And it's like, oh, you just mean that they don't start any wars or invade any <laughs> right. Like, versus our, I guess that makes us imperialists 1.0 right, because we right, uh, right, just right. murdered uh, a million people
5: <laughs> in the Middle East. Yeah, you
3: can uh, be yeah.
4: a world superpower and not kill anyone. Like, they are demonstrating that. Yeah. Oh,
3: God. It's so fucking bleak. <laughs> I mean, it's the, the, the unimaginability of a war with China is part of like what makes me think it's where we're headed. Right. Because it's like, it is the worst thing that could happen. Right. Um, Is a world war. For America, it would be fine for China.
4: (laughs) (laughs) For America, it would be the worst thing that could happen. I I think I mentioned this to you one time, but I don't think I said it on pod. um, When it's like, uh, Ali Vargas, I think is, uh, is talking about how, the the Brits banned uh, CGTV, I think, like the Chinese yeah. state media. And the Chinese responded by banning the BBC and, like, gave a bunch of yeah. reasons why, including disinformation and shit. And uh, Ali Vargas says, you know, it's too bad because this is a missed opportunity for both countries at cultural exchange. And the UK, as the weaker country, will suffer more, obviously. Yeah, right. <laughs>
3: yeah and, and it's a very one-for-one one thing, right? Like, uh, the UK bans... Uh- Chinese state media, so the so China bans uh, UK state media, right? Like, yeah, yeah,
4: fair enough. Uh, yeah,
3: <laughs> like yeah, just because one of those countries is like an island of nonsense,
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, just an absolute paddle of lads. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> the idea
3: of America being like a post empire uh like husk of its former self the way the uk is (laughs) it's coming it's coming i don't know if it is like i don't know if we'll put up with that or we will just like annihilate i know we will go up in flames (laughs) but also like because whatever the uk has how many people like 50 million people like the idea of a country like yeah the idea of a country like with 400 million people yeah the uk has 67 million people uh and we have like getting close to 400 million people like the idea of a country of our size like being a like shriveled
4: out like post-colonial husk hard to imagine yes gonna be weird yeah not fun (laughs) i know do you think we'll go england or russia you know like (laughs) post-soviet collapse could be in our future too yeah yeah it could be it could be um can i show you the fan cam i made of this guy
2: (laughs) yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? that is that's the, the Chinese diplomat,
4: yeah. I
3: haven't heard anything about this yeah. uh, Anchorage thing. It's so weird.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah? It's a test. <laughs> For the interpreter.
0: We're going to give the translator a raise. Yeah. <laughs> State Councillor, um, given your extended remarks, permit me please to add uh, just a few of my own before we get down to, to work, and I know Mr. Sullivan may have a few things to say as well. Uh, and there's one more uh, hallmark uh, of our leadership uh, here at home, and that's a, a constant quest to, as we say, uh, f- form a more perfect union. Just briefly. To add to what Secretary Blinken has said, because I was actually going to make the same point without us even consulting, a confident country is able to look hard at its own shortcomings and constantly seek to improve. And that is the secret sauce of America. The other secret sauce of America is that our people are a problem solving people. And the other secret sauce the other secret sauce, the other secret sauce
1: So was it carefully all planned and was it carefully orchestrated with all the preparations in place? Is that the way that you had hoped to conduct this
2: dialogue? <laughs>
1: Well, I think we thought too well of the United States. We thought that the US side will follow the necessary diplomatic
2: protocols.
1: So, for China, it was necessary that we make our position clear.
2: 我现在讲一句,
1: So let me say here that in front of the Chinese side, the United States does not have the qualification to say that it wants to speak to China from a position of strength. Just on the day before our departure, the United States passed these new sanctions. This is not supposed to be the way one should welcome his guests. And uh, we wonder if this is a decision made by the United States to try to gain some advantage in. dealing with China, but certainly this is miscalculated and only reflects the vulnerability and weakness inside the United States. So, What we need to do is to abandon the Cold War mentality and the zero-sum game approach. We must change the way we think and make sure that in this century, the 21st century, countries, big or small, particularly the big countries, should come united together to contribute to the future of humanity and build a community with a shared future for humankind.